Hey, thanks for joining us at Connection Point Church. You know, we would love for you to stay connected and a simple way for you to do that is to subscribe so that each week you can get notified when new content goes live. We'd also love to keep in touch with you throughout the week and the best way to do this is through our Connection Point Facebook page. Now with all that being said, let's go to this week's message with our lead pastor, Zach Maddox. Our family, like uh, many others, has spent the past couple of months in our home helping our kids with learning, had lots of online meetings, and uh, of course just making adjustments really to the way that we, we live our everyday lives. Uh, we've had time to meditate on God's Word, so that's been wonderful, mm-hmm. and time to develop deeper relationships with our neighbors. Uh, so <laughs> what has been funny, so we, got, we had gotten a puppy in January, mm-hmm. in January, and it's, uh, it's kind of sad because although we know all of our, our neighbors pretty well, the further we go from our neighborhood, it was funny yesterday, or this, this past week, I didn't even share this with you. I was walking our dog and our neighbors down the, stro- the, down the street, who I don't know, they greeted our dog, Sandy. So our dog has become more popular than, than, uh, than even ourselves. I don't know our neighbors all that well. I mean, we know our neighbors, but anyways, it's, it's been funny. Our dog has helped us meet all of our neighbors. <laughs> um, but I would say part of the past couple of months included... Uh, the Holy Spirit shining a light on areas in our lives that, that He wanted to work on. Uh, and although it can be uncomfortable, um, it's, it's, it is good. Um, I found myself on some occasions, here's what I was thinking about as we were thinking about the content we're going to get in this morning on Living Whole. Um, you know, I've spent a lot of time with the kiddos, and so there's been times where I felt like I was short with the kids, and, and they could attest to that. Right, Nate, Haley, and Lucas? <laughs> They're nodding. Um, and part of that, though, was, was then me asking the question, what's going on there? You know, what's, what is causing that? And uh, occasions, you know, out of that, that I needed to apologize to the kids, seek their forgiveness. And then ask the Holy Spirit to continue to change me from the inside out. And I know Shelly shared a little bit of that last week, too, with Mother's Day. And uh, the wonderful thing is the Holy Spirit's been sure to do it. And so I, I guess I'd like to put that before you this morning. What about you? Has the Holy Spirit... Uh, has he shined a light in areas of your life that maybe he wants to work on? Um, I think that's been a part of what he's been doing the last couple of months. You know, what has sheltering in place revealed to you? What I find interesting is it was actually early last fall that the Holy Spirit began impressing upon us as church leaders a desire to lead our whole congregation through content about living whole. He really led us that direction. And, and the Holy Spirit also knew what we're going to be dealing with right now. You know, we didn't know that, but the Holy Spirit did. So I just, I appreciate the way that the Holy Spirit led us to say, this is where we really feel like we need to head as we um, head into the next year. And God has been good to, to show us the right way to go. And I, why does this matter? Why does it matter that we live whole? It matters because it's impossible to be spiritually mature and emotionally immature. It really is. It's impossible to be spiritually mature and emotionally immature. Uh, We've taken the past several months to train leaders in emotionally healthy spirituality and emotionally healthy relationships in order to lead our congregation through this content and connect group series for this fall as we get into this fall, emotionally healthy spirituality, and then next spring with emotionally healthy relationships. But what I wanted to do before we get into that material this fall is, is I wanted to take some time this summer to prepare us to really enter into that material in a really positive way. And, and so we had already planned on going through this four-week series on living whole, taking a look at some material that will help us and prepare our hearts for what God wants to do, I really believe, in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. It is important as followers of Jesus that we pursue the wholeness we're offered in Jesus. 
Uh, you know, before going to the cross, Jesus told his followers, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. The Hebrew word behind peace is shalom. And uh, the word shalom is really best translated as wholeness. And so that's what we're going after. And I actually talked a little bit about this in our Great Awakening series in January. It's important to understand that we must partner with the Holy Spirit in this work. And, and I was talking to Shelley about this this past week. We've been talking about this material for a while. And, and this really shouldn't surprise us because we also have to partner with the Holy Spirit in salvation. Now, what I mean by that is, of course, I can't save myself. You can't save yourself. That it's what Jesus did on the cross once and for all, for us all. But at the same time, I have to choose to follow Jesus. That's a choice. So that's the partnership. There, there is this partnership between the divine and dirt. <laughs> I, I don't always fully understand it. It's a bit of a mystery Paul talks about. But, but there is a partnership. I even thought about that. You know, our church is an Assemblies of God church. And, and uh, we have a Pentecostal theology. So if you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, with evidence of speaking in tongues, that's a partnership too. And so I just was really spending a lot of time this week thinking about all of these partnerships we have with the Holy Spirit, that we have to choose to walk these things out. And the same holds true with transformation. It's not like God can just, although he can change us in an instant, you hear those testimonies, there's also this ongoing work that he does. It's, we find in scripture from glory to glory, it's mm -hmm. called sanctification. It's this process of us being ever changed to look more and more like Jesus. And the, the Holy Spirit does the work, but we do partner with him in that work. And I think it's important that we look at what that partnership looks like for us to be transformed. And, and that's what we want to do in this series on Live Whole. So what we'd like to do today is, is approach this in a little bit of a different kind of way. That's why Shelley's with this, me this morning. Is I just want to actually read a scripture passage and then take a look at, at some of the, the context behind that passage and the application for it for our lives. And so we'd like to do that to kind of kick off this series on Living Whole. And to help us get started, what I'd like to do is look at this tension we find in Scripture. And here's the tension. And, and I want to uh, explain this to you because you, maybe you're aware of this, but maybe you haven't thought real deeply about it. But we find in Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7, The Lord, the Lord a God, merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. So we need to understand, first of all, we serve a gracious and merciful God. That's the foundation. But who will by no means, but here's the other side of things. He is holy. God is love and God is holy. And so this creates a tension for us. Visit, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So we have this, this context in the Old Testament of how our sin nature basically can be passed on for generations. That's really what is being talked about here. And, and here's what I'd like to get into. So I'm actually going to grab a book from Shelley. So I'm going to refer to a couple of resources. And, but I want to go ahead and say from the outset, the reason we're looking at Scripture is because in the end, Scripture is God-breathed. It is Holy Spirit-inspired. But resources can provide some interesting helps in terms of helping to unpack or explain some of the application of those things. So a great resource, and this is what I would recommend maybe as a summer read this, this summer, is Switch on Your Brain, Dr. Carolyn Leaf. And, and she gets into the science behind what God is doing in our lives as we talk about the renewing of our minds. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite statements she makes is, science is finally catching up to what Scripture's been telling us all along. I love that. And, and she does a great job of explaining what's happening, what, how the Lord created us, 
to be that new creation. And, and that's kind of the tension I want to navigate this morning. So here's one of the things she talks about as it relates to the scripture in Exodus. That how we think affects our spirit, soul, body, and the people around us. Science and scripture both show how the results of our decisions, they pass through the sperm and ova to the next four generations, profoundly affecting their choices and lifestyles. Okay, that's profound. That's profound. So there's this tension of scripture of, of what we uh, choose, how we choose to live our lives. It has an effect on not only us, but others too. But now here's the tension. Because we also find in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul writing the believers in Corinth, he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. She is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So there's this tension in Scripture we find that the choices we make can be passed on for generations, but also we are new in Christ. And that the old has passed away and the new has come. We're new creatures. So then the question is, well, how do we navigate this tension? So the other resource, so there's two resources today I want to kind of refer to. And this is what we're going to get into in the fall, so you don't need to. If you want to get into it this summer, that's fine, but I'd encourage switch on your brain this summer. This is what we'll walk through this fall, emotionally healthy spirituality. And, and Peter Scazzaro talks about this tension that we find of how our choices can affect generations, but how we can be new creatures in Christ. And, and here's what he shares as it relates to uh, this tension, and he describes it according to his marriage with Jerry. Here's what he says, that even though we had been committed Christians for almost 20 years, so they were visiting with a, a counselor, and they were talking through some of the, the challenges they were facing in marriage, and, and here's what he said, our ways of relating what they found out, it mirrored much more our family of origin, so the generations, than the way God intended for his new family in Christ. So this is what I'm talking about as it relates to our ability to partner with the Holy Spirit in the transformation he wants to do in our lives. It is a choice. And so the, what I would encourage all of us is to enter into that space with the Holy Spirit and allow him to reshape us. Going back to that passage, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And so here's the, the great thing that Dr. Carolyn Leaf shares in her book. Here's what that looks like. That research shows that DNA actually changes shape in response to our thoughts. Okay, isn't that extraordinary the way that God created us? That's hard for me to believe. Studies have shown that thinking and feeling, anger, fear, and frustration causes DNA to tighten up and become shorter, switching off many DNA codes. But the good news is the poor quality of DNA codes is reversed by feelings of love, joy, appreciation, and gratitude. So this is how this works, that we are offered the opportunity to be this new creation in Christ. But we have to choose those things. So the question is, what choice are we going to make? So I'm, I'm going to pause, and, and Shelly and I are going to kind of dialogue between these points as we walk through them. But we wanted to first explain the tension, and then we'll kind of dive into how we resolve that tension. So any thoughts kind of around those things? Well, this year, um, starting in January, I started the devotional, um, the 365 Switch on Your Brain Every Day. And in that, she gives a science focus, and then she relates to scripture and and she ties scripture to everything she talks about, which I love because we rely on scripture. It is God's word to us. But sometimes we have a difficulty in Zach's attention, understanding the scripture and how do you apply that to your life? And I had mentioned this last week. You know, Jesus says that we can live um, always, you know, live free always. But sometimes always isn't always. 
and we, we have our own struggles. We have our own difficulties, but the Lord has given us his word to follow and to live that out. And we want to live whole. We don't want to live fractured lives because then that's what we offer to the world around us. And one of the little quotes from the book that from the switch on your brain, the day by day devotional, she says, regardless of where you are in your life, you can rely on God's love. You can trust in his faithfulness. When you allow yourself to be consumed by his love, you can allow this love to transform your mind, brain, and body for the better. You can be an example of his love in the world. You can reflect his glory into creation in your unique and wonderful way. Because of your healthy mind and brain, it will generate love. And that to me is so powerful because God designed us to be living in his kingdom. And that's the other tension too, kingdom living and living in this world. And this world offers us a lot of hurt and fractured lives, but living in the kingdom and living by God's word, then we can be transformed. We can be renewed. We can have a sound mind. And as the Lord begins to do a work in us, then we have a choice to partner with him or to continue to stay just as we are. And I really believe that in order to live whole, then we have to partner with the Lord in this way. So the, the foundation, the positive message behind this is that when we enter into the kingdom of God through a relationship with Jesus, embrace the love he offers us and become people who love out of that love, we're able to change the shape of our DNA and become the new creation we're offered in Jesus. That's extraordinary. The old can pass away, the new can come. So that's, that's really the message this morning. You know, I, I, one of the things we were talking about is, you know, why is it that we sing songs connected to breaking every chain and living in freedom? Why do those lyrics resonate with us? Is it because we have yet to truly enter into the freedom we're offered in Christ? My prayer is, our prayer is, that this year is an extraordinary year of us pressing in and experiencing the freedom that God offers so that we can offer that freedom to others too. Because we can't offer to others what we have not experienced ourselves. So now, how do we do that? That's the question. So resolving the tension. Hebrews 11, verse 1. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So thoughts are real, physical things that occupy mental real estate. I think we know this. Moment by moment, every day, you are changing the structure of your brain through your thinking. When we hope, it's an activity of the mind that changes the structure of our brain in a positive and normal direction. That's extraordinary. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you had any thoughts to kind of share connected to that. She shares in this devotional, from the time that Jesus began to make the proclamation repent, um, he would say, mm -hmm. the kingdom of heaven is arriving. And Matthew four seventeen. regardless of what has happened in our past, whether that has happened to you or it's something that you have chosen to do yourself, there is a process where repentance, that means to change your mind, yeah, that's good. then you have a choice. And that's something that's been so good about this whole process is that you, some things in your life that are hard or difficult, you know, some, someone else or something else caused that in your life. But you still have a choice on how you're going to respond and how you're going to make a choice to live out your life. And I love that because God is continually showing us how we can make these choices. 
Um, toxic thinking, no matter how it came into you, but it can create idols, which leads to sin or missing the mark of being human made in God's image. If sin starts with our thinking, it needs to end with our thinking. A renewed mind is the key to true repentance and change. With the help of the Holy Spirit, we can take our thoughts captive and change the way we think and changing the way we speak and act. We can truly begin to offer ourselves up as God's servants, reflecting his glory and bringing heaven to earth. When we change the way we think, the, the kingdom of heaven can truly arrive. And I think to me that is a beautiful partnership of the how. How do I live in the kingdom? I, I start with choices. And we make so many choices in a day. And I want my choices to reflect the transformation that God is doing in my life. That's good. I hadn't really thought a whole lot about Because we've talked a lot about repent is that Greek word metanoia, which means change your mind. That's, that's really what Jesus was entering in. You know, that's the starting place for the kingdom. So uh, that's great. Uh, next scripture is Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. I love this one. I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. So the, the concept is that it's with our minds we understand the truths set down in our spirits. It is with our minds that we wire these truths into the brain, which is a part of the body. It's with our minds we reject or believe the lies of the enemy, the prince of lies. It's with our minds we change the physical reality of the brain to reflect our choices. It's with our minds that we decide to follow God's plan and live in peace despite what's going on around us. It's with our minds we choose to follow the lies of Satan and spiral into mental, physical and spiritual disarray. So we need to understand, really, the, the way that the Lord has shaped us and how we can enter in and be that new creation. This, to me, was one of those aha moments because we've always talked about our mind, soul, body, spirit. You know, we use all these words, but with reading through this, this material, it became very clear to me that you have a mind, and this is our thoughts and our feelings and the things that you know, we can dwell on, but your brain is the actual matter inside your head. And so what you think about and what you put energy to actually forms shape and has matter in your brain. And so to me, that has given me a lot of pause on what I'm thinking about. Um, in her devotional, she shares that thoughts have real mental real estate. Um, they impact your, th your future thoughts and perceptions. They can influence what you think, say, and do. Thoughts, they have root, and they take action. And so then that should cause us to really pause on what we're dwelling on and how deeply ingrained in our brain we want that to be. Because what is in our brain, that's what we're going to act on. And so it should cause us to really think about what is this process? How much do I really want to partner with, a God, with God in the renewal of my mind? That's good. Uh, what came to mind for me is, is the, the understanding that we, we kind of face our enemy in, in battlegrounds. And the battleground of the mind is a powerful one. That good thinking equals good choices equals mm -hmm. healthy thoughts. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, toxic thinking equals toxic choices, which equals toxic thoughts. Mm -hmm. So, and it can affect your family for generations. We really need to take that to heart this morning. If you have wired those toxic thoughts in, here's the good news. You can wire them out. You don't have to get stuck in bad habits. You can change them. It's such an encouraging word for us in the way that Jesus came to set us free and offer us wholeness. 
uh, next passage is Lamentations 3, verse 22 and 23, that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. This was one of the most encouraging things to find out. So again, we're talking about Dr. Karen Leaf, who's a neuroscientist. I am not, but I love her insight as a spirit-filled believer in the way that she can help explain what's happening here. So she shares that every morning when you wake up, new baby nerve cells have been born while you are sleeping that are at your disposal to be used in tearing down toxic thoughts and rebuilding healthy thoughts. The birth of these new uh, baby nerve cells is called neurogenesis. Isn't that amazing? The way that the Lord has, has structured us and that these scriptures and how they're lived out in our lives. Um, so anyway, that was really encouraging. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Well, last week I shared that abiding is not optional. How you abide is optional. But abiding is not optional. And in her devotional, she is talking about how uh, renewing your mind is not optional. Taking every thought captive is not optional. It's something that you have to do every day. Um, she says, through directed attention and efforts. To me, that's my abiding time. Taking that time to set aside and say, God, what are you saying to me? What do I need to do today? How do I need to position my thoughts for the day? What are the things that I know I struggle with? And how am I putting scripture to that so that I can be successful? I choose to live according to scripture instead of just to my own whims. And she says, through directed attention and effort, you can wire toxic thoughts out of your brain. So if you can wire them in by what you're thinking about and putting energy to it, you can wire it out. And yeah. to me, that is, the, what are you doing with these brand new baby nerve cells? Mm -hmm. What are you doing with that? We're going to use those to fulfill what I believe scripture has said we can do. We can renew our minds. We mm -hmm. can wire things out. I love that. I mean, so the, the, I guess the, the encouraging takeaway is what a remarkable and hopeful portrait of the endless adaptivity of the human brain that God has given us. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, next, next verse is Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed. So we've been talking about this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So here's the takeaway that we are not victims of our biology or our circumstances, how we react to the events and circumstances of life can have an enormous impact on our mental and even physical health. Scientists are finally beginning to see the brain as having renewable characteristics. It's no longer viewed as a machine that's hardwired early in life, unable to adapt, and wearing out with age. I don't know if you have any thoughts around that. I just loved the stories throughout her book on the miracles that she has been able to witness. And because she's a believer, she's able to see God's activity yeah. in what's happening in like patients of hers, that That's people good. who have had major brain damage. And, you know, according to her own education, she would say, OK, well, years ago, um, science would say there's no help for this person. But through more study, they're able to see that. The brain can heal. And because she's a believer, she's able to say, I know how this works. My God is a big God, and he's in charge of the brain. He develops the mind. And, and science is then able to say, oh, I, I can agree with that, or I can testify to that. And so it's just really cool to see how she is able to encourage us as believers that we serve a big God. He's a beautiful creator. He created what's going on inside of us. And as we walk out into this, I think it provides a lot of clarity 
and a lot of trust that we can trust the Lord in the transforming process. And it is kind of going back to what Shelley said in terms of the difference between mind and your brain, you know, the, the physical matter, that your mind, your soul, has one foot in the door of the spirit and one foot in the door of the body, that you can change your brain with your mind and essentially renew your mind. So God's given us the ability. I, I love what Dr. Carolyn Leaf said that in the end, that basically science is finally catching up to scripture. And this is one of those where she knew in scripture. So it's basically she'd been taught something, but she also knew scripture said something different. So she said, I'm waiting for science to catch up. And, and eventually it is because God has created us to be renewed. And then Proverbs 23, 7, that for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7, that when you think you build thoughts and these become physical substance in your brain. Any mm -hmm. thoughts around that? I actually was, I've been talking to the kiddos about this because this is content that Zach and I are really sitting in and processing and asking the Lord to really work in us, help us to be whole, help us to help our children to be whole. And I was talking with one of our kiddos to say, what's going on in your mind, what you're thinking about, if we wrote that on a, a poster and stuck it to your chest for everyone to see for a week, how would you feel about that? Mm -hmm. And that's what's going on inside of you. And if that's what's going on inside of you, then it does find its way out of you. Hmm. And we want to be a, a group of people who share a testimony of God's transforming work in our lives. And, you know, right now we find ourselves in a place of getting together in small groups. I would love it for our small groups to have genuine conversation about what's going on in our lives. Be willing to talk about the things that maybe we're struggling with, what the Lord is doing in our lives, and partner with that. Because God wants to use a community of believers to be transformed. And then we have that message to share with the world. That's good. Uh, the message there is really that what you think about is what grows. So the question is, what are you thinking about? Uh, I think it's a good question for all of us. Uh, and then 2 Corinthians 10.5 that we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And then Philippians 3, 13 and 14, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Mm -hmm. So here's the concept that you are actually designed to stand outside yourself. Humans are designed this way. God created us this way to observe our own thinking and change it. I don't know if you have anything else to that or, I mean, that's kind of aligned with what we've already been talking about, but just to continue to reinforce, here's what scripture has to say and here's how we live that out. Mm -hmm. And I think just to pull scripture out, you know, Zach has shared so many scriptures and some of these, you know, can be the scripture you really cling to, to journal every day, to partner with the thoughts that you have, that, that maybe there's something inside of you, but you want it out. What you've thought about is wired in, but we want to wire it out and scripture is the greatest thing to cling to to say, I'm going to stand on this because it's God's word and it's true and it's good for me. And the last series of scriptures, kind of answering how do we resolve that tension of the fact that we can pass things along or we can be made new, is in Joshua 24:15, choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. So there's this choice that takes place. Ecclesiastes 7.29, God created people to be virtuous, but they have each turned to follow their own downward path. So again, there's a choice involved. And then the last one, Isaiah 30, verse 2, you've gone down to Egypt for help. You've put your trust in Pharaoh's protection. You've tried to hide in his shade. So we constantly have this choice of, 
are we going to choose life or death, blessing or curse? And this concept is, is that you're designed to recognize and choose the right things to think about. You're designed for it. The question is, will you do it? And maybe you struggle to figure out, well, how do I do that? And that's what the series is all about. We want to lead you on what that process looks like. How do we partner with the Holy Spirit to truly be transformed and to live whole? Free will is real. I'm sure you're aware of that. But we just want to remind you that you can choose either life and blessing. So will you win in the battleground of the mind? That's the question this morning. If you've committed your life to Jesus, that you have confessed with your mouth that he's Lord and believed in your heart that he's You need to hear that this morning. But you must choose transformation. Just as you must choose, choose salvation, just as you partner with the Holy Spirit and, and speaking in tongues, you must partner with the Holy Spirit to be transformed from the inside out. And here's the encouragement. We can partner with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. as he transforms and make us, makes us like Jesus. We can do it. It is, it is his work to do it. And so I, I want to reiterate that we've kind of talked through a couple of, of resources that we would refer to. They, they're not God-breathed. And, and in the end, we just want to apply Scripture to our life. It is a work of the Holy Spirit in our life. We simply refer to these resources as helps in what the application of those things are. And uh, we know that they could be a help to you as well. And, and so what we'd like to encourage, as I already shared, you know, a great summer read. So let me grab these two. I'll grab all three. Give that one back to you. <laughs> is, is the switch on your brain. So maybe that would be a great summer read for you as you dive into what does this process look like. And then, you know, I've been emailing out a daily devotional. Those are going to run out on Tuesday. And so what I'd love to encourage you to do as a summer devotional is get into the content on Emotionally Healthy Day by Day. And you can uh, get these from your favorite online retailer. Uh, we've got some hard copies here. We're actually going to leave them on a table on Main Street if you want to come by when our food pantry is open on Tuesdays from 11 to 1. We'll have a copy if you want to come in and pick it up. Um, nobody will be there to distribute it. They'll just be set there so that you can come in on your own and, and grab those. And, uh, but we just want to encourage you to take some time this summer. What my prayer is, so if you want to know how we're praying, we're praying, Holy Spirit, do some heavy lifting in people's lives this summer. And then as we get into the fall and we get to gather uh, again and jump into connect groups together, our prayer is the Lord leads us in wholeness because, as you can imagine, the challenges that people are facing right now, they are real. The things that have been brought up in their lives, uh, people can't mistake. Uh, the challenges in relationships, uh, the challenges of uh, maybe their uh, life controlling issues that they're now contending with. And so as we get to walk this out, we get to help others walk through it, too. Mm -hmm. and, and so the Lord wants to do this in our lives, and he wants to do it across Greater Lafayette area, too. And, and he wants to use us for that purpose. So my encouragement is enter in, press in, let the Holy Spirit do the work that he wants to do this morning. Why don't you just join me in prayer? God, we just thank you for the way that you have designed us. You have made us in such a way as we have devoted our lives to you, as we've confessed you as Lord and know that you are the Son of God who's been raised from the dead. Uh, I know, Jesus, that you have uh, given us Holy Spirit power to be transformed, to be made new. And so, Lord, I pray that we would partner with you in that work. Lord, that, that we should not be 20 years later in Christ the same person that we were from day one. But, Lord, we should really move from glory to glory that this process of being made new, that we should look different today than we did last Sunday. That we should look different next week than we do today. And, and so, Lord, I pray that you would lead us in that process. 
Lord, I pray that as you have illuminated things in people's lives that maybe need to be addressed, I pray, Jesus, that we'd go there with you. Yes. Lord, that we would repent. Yes, Lord, Jesus. Lord, that we'd change our minds, that we would go to you to say, Jesus, I want to be different. So, Lord, I pray that by your spirit, you'd make me different. And, and Lord, we know that we can trust you for that change. And Lord, I pray that as we close in song, that, that people would just commit these things to you. Lord, I just pray uh, that you would bring wholeness into people's lives. Lord, that you would bring wholeness into people's marriages. I pray you bring wholeness into people's relationships. God, I pray that you guide us as we enter into this space. Lord, make us whole. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to encourage you as we, we close in song, uh, just really commit this time to the Lord. And may we be changed by him. <laughs>